What's up, guys, and welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And we are here to evolve. So today we're going to talk about cold plunges. But first, if you have not listened in before, you don't know who we are. Um, basically, we run two companies, SD Evolution, Fit Coach Pro. These were designed to help people either in the health and fitness field, you know, as an individual or as a coach. So SD Evolution, our job there is essentially to filter through all the bullshit that you see online and really break this stuff down into bite-sized pieces, let you know what doesn't make any sense and, you know, really keeping this a, a lifestyle change, mindset, habit established process. Fit Coach Pro, that is our business to business business. Um, basically, we lease the software that we use for our company to other coaches to make sure that they can get the best, you know, content from their clients as far as measurables and making sure they're able to deliver the same value that we are. So basically, we're trying to elevate the industry. We started this podcast because we have a unique perspective. So we aren't just starting out, but we're not at the top of the food chain yet. So we have seen a lot of success. We're here to share with you guys, you know, what that process and that journey has looked like some things that worked really well some things that didn't that's on the business side of things um, and then from an individual perspective as far as health and fitness again similar concept to our business we're here to kind of filter through all the nonsense and break everything down to make sure you guys understand what you can apply in your day-to-day -day lives so that's what we're all about um, today we're going to talk about cold plunges so this has kind of been our new thing lately so i just want to say kai was in one video with me of me doing my cold plunge and he freaking blew up on TikTok and we have 3.5 million views because he's just so cute. So if you haven't seen that yet, go watch it. But I bring you into my cold <laughs> world and you get the fame. It's just, it's crazy. There's people going crazy in the comments, but it for the most part has been positive because he's just, you can't be mean. He's a coach. He was born to, to help other people and to talk anybody through anything. Yep, he has. So... Um, yeah, Josh kind of just, he, I think you mentioned it one day and then literally the next day I'm sitting in our bedroom working and I see him like walk by outside out the window with like something big. And I thought he was just like cleaning up the yard for my dad or I, I didn't know what he was doing. So I then go outside and I see a huge tub on my parents' patio and that's how it started. You can spend like $5,000 on a cold plunge tank. And at this point, I don't see the necessity for that. What is the difference? It's regulated at 39 degrees. You don't have to drain it because it filters itself. It's got like UV filters. So it's like a mini pool that's it's meant a mini for cold. It's a mini cold tub. It's not a hot tub or cold. It's a cold tub. Hmm. Okay. So it's, so I mean, you can just leave it. So some people throw them in their garage, in their basement, whatever. Um, this was a $170 stock tank from Home Depot that I just fill up with hose water and occasionally fill with some extra buckets of ice. Um, so it saved a little bit of money. It's accomplishing the same exact thing. Uh, but basically, I've always been, I've been challenging myself, you know, mentally lately as far as trying to get myself out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm on the spiritual journey. I don't know where it's taken me. I'm, I'm reading books on Buddhism. I'm reading books on mindset training and habits, and I'm loving this, the entire process. I don't know where I'm going with it, but I'm just enjoying the ride. I think it's awesome. But hot and cold training was something that I thought about for a while as far as implementing into my routine because it's, I think we're all kind of in the same boat as far as we're very used to staying in our comfort zone literally and I mean physically and mentally in every every way shape or form we're inside we work at home you know <laughs> there are, are there are days in, in a row all of the ways yeah we're very comfortable <laughs> 
where there are days where we just won't go outside. Like we'll let the dogs out from the pet, the, the porch and just stand there. So we're not exposed to the elements. I am notoriously known for hating the cold. There are, are very few things that I hate more than being cold. It's just something I'm not into. I worked with my dad for years. He's a carpenter. And we were outside working in the polar vortex for anyone who's in the Northeast four years ago. When was that? Five years ago? It was right when we moved back home. We didn't from, even move back home yet. We just oh came no. home for the holiday. Yeah, you're right. We were home from San Diego visiting for Christmas. We ended up extending our stay a couple weeks just so that you could work to make more money for a couple more weeks. And you were working outside in like the coldest temperatures we've had in Connecticut in like a long time. The fir- it was like, We're talking like negative Fahrenheit. And the first day, I was so cold. I went home so angry <clears throat> because it was just miserable. And I, again, I hate nothing more than being cold. So I literally came to work the next day dressed up like the Michelin man. Like I had sweatshirts and long johns and layers. I think I had seven different layers on tops and bottoms. So I, I was literally toasty warm in the negative degree. But point of what I'm getting at is I hate being cold and I thought there was no better way to challenge myself than to be cold. So the concept of hot and cold training, basically saunas and cold plunges, um, was something that I was drawn to as far as just meditating in and, and kind of controlling my mindset. And the concept wasn't necessarily what it's become. Like it was literally just to be able to fight through the struggle to handle everyday stresses better by being able to conquer those challenge, not fears, but challenges, I guess. Um, So I figured, you know what, I'll go in there. I'm going to suffer. My plan was to suffer, not to work through it. And then I kind of looked a little further into this and it was just something that, you know, there's, there is some, some research backed evidence to show that there are health benefits. So I did not get into this from the Wim Hof method. I was not drawn to it because of the Wim Hof method, but I was drawn to the Wim Hof method through the original concept of challenging myself with these cold plunges. And I'll be completely honest, I literally only did it because I wanted to like one up you and not let you be the only one who who How do you one up me by sitting in the tank for well, 10 to 15 seconds? I just wanted to say that I could do it too. But first day she said absolutely not and then the second day when I think I posted a video or something so no, like, oh, I got to get in on that. It looks cool. Well, no, you were doing it and I was just like it it interested me and I'm a competitive person naturally so when you do something i want to do something you influenced me and i will say now that i've done it a a handful of times not even um because i've been sick this last week but it is something that i crave now like today oh do you know i got home from the gym and i was like i want to go sit in the ice tub i said this after my first day and she thought i was crazy what do you mean you <laughs> crave the cold my body was craving the cold I made fun of three you. days in now she's craving it i did i did make fun of you because again th- this is something i feel that we tend to do when we're uncomfortable right we like i'm the type of person that will just poke fun at you for something and you do it to me too um, but you copy every single thing that I do and I don't really <laughs> copy you. I just make fun of you. Let me continue. Go ahead. But I feel like a lot of people tend to act that same way. Maybe not in a, a poking fun friendly kind of way. Um, but you see it all the time on social media. People will take out their confusion or if they don't understand something or they just are stuck in their own ways with what they know is comfortable and they portray that out onto people doing something that's challenging their current comfort zones, correct? Mm-hmm. So that's just where I wanted to go with that. And I think I can kind of elaborate on what this craving is. So this is something I actually didn't correlate until 
either last week or a few days ago, but I remember sitting in school occasionally and just, it'd be the middle of winter, but I would crave going swimming. And it wasn't like I was craving going swimming in a hot spring or a hot tub or like a warm pool. I would literally crave like the polar ice caps. Like I would imagine swimming at the North Pole, like through these glaciers. I would just, that's, that's the feeling I was craving, just that refreshing ice cold, whatever. And I hate being cold and I hate cold pools and I don't know why it was, but like once in a while I would randomly be sitting there at my desk and just like, I want to go swimming and I want to be very cold when I do it. Just that moment, that gasping moment. So that feeling is what I get now. And my body is like, if I miss a couple days, you know, we were, we were both kind of under the weather and I'll kind of get into what this did to my gut a little bit. So I did take a little break, but my body was craving it last week or actually a couple days ago when, uh, I started coming on you. This is a weird bug that we have. It's just kind of circling through the house and taking different stages. So Kai was sick first, and then I kind of had what he had for 36 hours. He had it for about three days. Then four days later, you got this throat thing, and then I kind of had this throat thing. But a few days ago, Kai and I were walking to the playground, and I was super, super run down, um, just like not sick, but zero energy. Just when you feel like that huge, huge mental fog and physical fog, like you just feel like dog shit. That's what I felt. And walking to the playground, I'm like, I really want to do a cold plunge. And I don't know if that's healthy to do when you're sick, if it's something you need to wait until you feel better for. But my body said, let's get in the fucking cold. Let's make this happen. Let's see what happens afterwards. So my body wanted it. We got back from our walk. I filled up the tub. I hopped in there and I just sat there for two minutes. And by the time I got out, that mental fog was gone. That physical fog was gone. My energy imbalance was back to where I wanted it to be. Just I felt great. Uh, energy wise, I had still had a little bit of, of the bug lingering, but energy wise, I was there. I was back, and that was after two minutes in the cold plunge. And a lot of that's breathing, which we'll kind of talk about. A lot of that is, I'm hoping that what he talks about is true. And, you know, there are some studies backing up what he's talking about as far as the physical aspects, but my body was just kind of getting back to kicking ass. So I'll kind of touch on this. I, I didn't look into the studies at all. Apparently, they did a bunch of stuff on him physically and then a little bit you know, externally afterwards. But his concept, his Wim Hof method, as far as the breathing, as far as the cold plunges, as far as the mindset, basically, he wants to change his body's chemistry. Now, how much I buy into that in the longer term, I don't know. But again, I'm just I'm going by what, what they're saying. But he, there's a breathing exercise, basically changing, changing his body to alkaline. The study he did, um, they injected it with an endotoxin, E. coli, and 16,000, I think 300 participants had done this. They all developed flu-like symptoms. He was the only one. He got injected. They said, give it 60 to 90 minutes. He did his breathing exercises while he was waiting, had no symptoms. So they said, okay, this is weird. You're one out of 16,000, but that doesn't make it you know, not a scientific phenomenon. doesn't make the science we already proved unproven again. So we said, okay, well, let me try it with someone else. I said, how long do you need to, to train these? This is another study group. another group of people. He took 12 people in. They said a year, six months. He said 10 days. So he takes them back to Poland at his house to do all this training, teaches them the breathing method. Um, he ended up doing it in four days, brought them back to test it. All 12 of them got injected. Not a single one reported flu-like symptoms. So his concept was the virus cannot survive in the alkaline state. Once you implement the breathing exercises, your body just it doesn't tolerate the, um, the sicknesses. So that was his concept of the breathing. Obviously, there's a huge meditative aspect to that as well. And he's connecting the mind to the breath, which is 100% correct. You know, you can take yourself out of anxiety attacks by breathing properly. The breath is, an, is a very, very powerful thing. So that is, there is more to that. 
I would love to believe the endotoxin thing. I'm in the process of wrapping my mind around it. Um, as far as, you know, eliminating viruses and improving immunity just by this breathing exercise. But as far as connecting the mind to the breath, hundred percent real. So that's there. The cold plunges, <clears throat> his concept there is strengthening your vascular system. So through the vascular system, all your veins, your arteries, you could wrap around the world two times. I think it's like 75 kilometers, 75,000 kilometers or something like that of, you know, little, uh, vessel networks. So we, again, are always in our comfort zone. We're always at 72 degrees, whether it's spring, summer, winter, or fall. We're comfortable. We're clothed. We're not exposed to the elements. We don't swim in anything uncomfortable. It's 72 to 90 degree water. So we're cool with that as well. Our body is not challenged as well as it would be. So those vascular muscles are not trained as effectively. So your heart is beating harder. Your blood pressure is higher. You have a higher uh, beat per minute rate with your heart rate. Concept with the cold plunge is you're training your body to get back to adapting. You're training those vascular muscles, your vascular system to be able to contract and protect your arteries and to expand and to regulate your heat and your body internally without relying on external sources. So getting back to that type of training. Um, from what I've read to, you know, some I, I'm not in depth on this stuff, but the studies that I've kind of pulled up on PubMed and things like that, basically you're also I don't want to say hypercharging your immune system, but there are some things showing immune system benefits as far as lymphocytes. So boosting production of um, killer T cells. Oh, what was the other one? There were two main ones that, that happened with that. Killer T cells. And there's another big one. I, I just, I'm drawing a, a brain well, fart. Well, if somebody wants to look <laughs> you can You it. can look it up. <laughs> Even with, so I'll go back to the breathing as well, because there's a correlation there. So what they were measuring with his blood, they withdrew blood during his breathing exercise with that endotoxin uh, every six minutes, six or eight minutes. And then they had IL-6, IL-8, and IL-10. It's, those are interleukin proteins, interleukin, lutein proteins. Um, so IL-6 and IL-8, those are pro-inflammatory. So those create inflammation. The shots that you get for autoimmune diseases like MS, those are suppressing your IL-6. So he was suppressing that just through the breathing exercises. Those are very, very suppressed. Um, IL-10, you're going to kill me on this one, protein tumor nucleosis. I'm going to botch that one too, but essentially cancer killing cells. IL-10, those are extremely high. So these are the things we're talking about as far as reducing inflammation, which is the whole concept of this method, reducing cortisol in your blood, just overall stress on your body, um, and boosting you know, anti-inflammatories within your body naturally. So let's talk more about, is his, that's his name, Wim Hof? Wim Hof. Okay, so Josh is reading the book. It's a book if you're interested in going and it's checking it out. It's a book, it's a video course. He's all over YouTube if He's you're interested. He's all over everywhere. Um, I've watched a couple of videos. I'm waiting for you to finish the book before I start it. Talk more about like, did this guy just kind of wake up and decide to do this stuff? Or like, who is he? Like, do you know what I'm asking? Yeah, I do. And he's, it's, he covers it in his book. He's a very interesting person. So grew up, he's Dutch, I believe. Um, but I think he grew up in the Netherlands and he was a squatter. So homelessness looks a little bit differently in our country, but I guess back then and where he was, you would find these big empty buildings. So where he lived, um, with all the other squatters was a, a abandoned orphanage. I thought you meant like he did back squats. No, he didn't do back squats. <laughs> nope. Um, Beatrix park, I believe. So if you know where that is, that's, that's where it was. I think it was the Netherlands or Amsterdam. I think it was Amsterdam. Is that, the, is that in the Netherlands? I don't know. I don't it know. It doesn't I'm, matter. Me no do geography good, but he was, uh, always big into meditation and breathing and he knew there was something there. He was drawn to this, I don't know if it was a pond or a lake or whatever. There's a frozen body of water in the middle of winter. He's staring at it 
and he just had the urge to go in. So he strips naked, he jumps in there, and what does he do? <gasps> he finds his breath. He sees his body going into shock, and he stayed in there for about a minute, and he let his breath kind of capture the moment. So rather than dying, his body connected without cold water, and he found his way out of that, and he just kind of continued to do that. So without any scientific studies, without anything going on, he just knew there was a correlation there. And he says the cold is his teacher. So he has learned from nobody. He just loves going out into the cold. He's done uh, marathons on Mount Everest. He's hiked Mount Kilimanjaro without oxygen. You know, doctors and people are telling him he's irresponsible because he will lead groups and just do these breathing exercises up. And he would literally, I think he broke the records for climbing it in the, the fastest amount of time. Hmm. Um, so... These are, the, these are the crazy things that he's done. He's run a half marathon or a marathon across the desert. So all this crazy stuff. So he was just drawn to the cold and he knew there was something there. So he ended up almost like a, like a circus act. He would go around. People would kind of watch him. Scientists would kind of probe him and like put him in ice submersion. And he would do these different things. He's, he did a, um, a demonstration outside a, a university in New York where they literally packed him full of ice. And at the time, it was proven that if your body drops more than 10 degrees, you go into hypothermia. So if you don't immediately get out and warm back up, you're going to die. You go into a coma, you're going to die. He dropped at 12 degrees and without any external heat source, warmed himself back up to 94 degrees um, from 88 to 94. And then when he got out, he was fine. So he was proving these things just wrong. And they just considered him, you know, a scientific anomaly that just said, it's, it's just you, you know, this isn't a normal thing. And he said, no, I can teach other people to do this. And that's kind of been his journey is to continue teaching them to do this stuff. Interesting. Cool. Well, now I'm excited to read the book, but I was just curious because I, I mean, I only know what you have told me in the couple of interviews you have sent me. Um, so that's super interesting. But anyway, let's kind of just walk people through the process, I guess, and, one thing, well, one thing I'll hit on, I'll, I want to talk about why I kind of stopped for there for a minute. Oh, so yeah. I'm actually going to pull up, I did a little journal log, but basically if you guys don't know, I deal with uh, gastrointestinal stuff. Um, so I've had SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I had Barrett's esophagus currently clear of that, but just for years and years and years, my digestion has been, has been off. So this is a massive stress on your body. You're learning to adapt to this stress. Um, and I, the only correlation I noticed between the stomach discomfort I was feeling um, and anything else I was doing or eating throughout the day was these cold plunges. So it got not bad, but I did have to taper off because I did notice it was happening. It felt like when I had SIBO that um, just the bacterial overgrowth. So when stress spikes, your gut your gut does not balance. It, it totally screws itself up as far as, as bacteria. So I noticed that happening. I was kind of in tune with my body. But what I did, well, that wasn't the right one. Where's my log? What I did was keep a log because I noticed it coming on. Here we go. So day one, um, I started off with one minute. So this was extremely tough. I didn't really warm up. Um, this, we're talking about the ice plunges, the, the cold plunges in the, the bathtub. So getting in and getting out, I was ready to jump out after that one minute, but I did get a runner's high afterwards. Day two, I jumped that immediately up to three minutes. It was much easier to get in. I had a much better mindset towards it. I kind of did a little breathing before that. I didn't dread it when I was jumping in because I was already kind of craving it. So after 30 seconds, my body regulated. So my body did get warm. I was not cold. I literally could have stayed in there all day, which is why I jumped from one minute directly to three minutes from day one to day two. And you have both of these videos up on your Instagram, correct? Or uh, at least one at least, of them. At least the first one. And I have a couple more, I think. 
Um, but the concept there is you're activating your brown fat tissue. Um, so this is your body's way of, in, of boosting your metabolic rate to actually create heat without doing anything. So the key here is to not clench. You can't be flexing through this or you're not going to activate that. You're just going to be miserable the entire time that you're in. So you hop in there. I did my breathing, you know, you deep inhale and you try to control that slow breath out, but fully in, fully out. And you just let your body relax. And I swear to God, I was warm. It wasn't like I was kind of cold. I was warm after 30 seconds. And I stayed in there for three minutes. I got out because you were tired film or you were cold filming. I was cold, but I will say uh, I have been reading through the comments. You know, people have been commenting my video on TikTok of that, like just their experience with this. And a lot of them have said to me, you know, hang in there until like two minutes or so and you will regulate. You will feel good. You will feel warm. Shouldn't take two minutes. Well, maybe they didn't say two minutes. I don't remember what they said, but they said once you get to a certain point, you will start to feel warm. And you're right that my first one, I was clenched the entire time even most of my second one and my last one that I have done was probably the most quote unquote comfortable I've been actually felt relaxed and not as like it feels good I didn't hype myself up for it as much either I think because I knew what to expect but it does start to feel quote unquote good <laughs> if you it's want not to. quote unquote it, it's well, good it's comfortable someone listening is probably going to be like you guys are crazy so, and once you do it, you'll know. Yeah. Day three, I scaled it back to two minutes because I realized I'm probably shocking my body more than I need to. So it's it's all mental, he says, after the two minutes. Your body is adapted after the two minutes once you're warm. Um, I went up to three, and I just said I'm probably doing too much too quick because that's what I do. I, get, I go to these extremes, and I push myself as far as I can to a point that I can actually hurt myself, and I do that in a lot of different ways. So it's something I was conscious of. Um, so day three, I did scale that back to two minutes. It was very easy to get in. I cleared my head and just stepped in. I was worried I was doing too much too fast again, which is why I scaled it back. Um, so I wanted to give my time, my body time to get used to it. Um, but again, 30 seconds, I was warm, popped out after two minutes. Day four, this is when I really noted that I've been dealing with digestive issues and started noting or started noticing that it, there was a correlation. Um, so my stomach was just upset and I had a weird feeling um, just within my gut and my, I don't want to say my heart rate was... I used to get palpitations with Barrett's and it wasn't quite to that extent, but it was the beginning of that process happening. So I powered through it, hoping it was just that stress response. And as that stress resp response decreased, because I was getting used to it and I was no longer getting that, you know, you jump in and you're shaking and all that. I was hoping that as that decreased, my body would adapt and I would no longer have these stomach issues. Um, and this was also the first day I actually did the breathing exercise prior to that. So a couple different things going on. But this is when I really decided I'm going to take a step back. So I, I went through to day four. I was pretty bummed about it. Day five and day six, I continued in the shower. Um, so I actually think that's much harder than the cold plunge for and whatever reason. This is sort of the same time where you started, where you read that other study mm -hmm. showing how cold plunges could actually inhibit muscle growth. Yeah. Correct? So it's, this is, this is proven, you know, across the board. Inflammation is drastically reduced through this. So cortisol is reduced. Overall body inflammation is reduced. But you do need some level of inflammation in your body to really inhibit, to really create muscle growth. So it was suppressing that entire that entire uh, mechanism. So for somebody who's a strictly performance-based athlete, like a powerlifter or, you know, if you run track or if you, any kind of performance sport, these would be great for you. But if your goals are to increase your muscle mass, which is a lot of you guys listening, or just, you know, 
focus on that in some aspect, then this probably isn't something that you, the plunges aren't something that you want to do like every day. Right. So the workaround is the cold showers don't necessarily show the same effect. So you don't nece- you don't want to do it within two or three hours of your workout, which kind of sucks if you're working out and showering and going to work. So maybe you do the cold shower before bed or midday if you can, or very, very early. But that is still shown to reduce cortisol, which is very beneficial for muscle growth. Um, but it didn't quite have the muscle inhibition um, aspect that the actual full cold water submer- immersion did. So that was a little workaround. Um, but I did continue that for two days and my stomach was just not right. So I said, you know what, that's enough. I'm going to, I'm going to scale back on that for right now. Um, until a couple days ago, again, when we were kind of sick and I said, my body said, you get the fuck in there and I got in there and I felt great. So I've been doing that. And then the cold shower. So either the, uh, the tub or the showers for the past few days, and I have not had any stomach issues. So I do hope that means my body's adapting to that stress. So as somebody, you, who is looking to increase your muscle mass and is, that's, I mean, that's pretty much always been your goal since I've known you. It's my weak little bitch. <laughs> no, but that's been your goal. So how will you proceed with the plunges? Is that something you're still going to do on occasion? Is it something that you're just going to do the showers moving forward? I'm figuring that out now. Um, what I kind of rationalize with myself for right now is while I'm cutting, you know, you obviously you can gain muscle, but it's not as significant. So I'm rationalizing that for right now, I have time to continue doing it as I wish. Once I do go back into a bulk, um, I will probably do this on my off days and I will continue cold showers every day. So I'm, that's something that I'm just like today was the first day I kept the water cold. So ice cold from the start, I hopped in there, it was all the way down. I I don't know what the temperature was, but it's insane and I hate it. (laughs) So I was breathing through that. I actually got extremely high, super high from the shower. I only got high from the tub one time, um, that first time. I get extremely high from doing the cold showers, which is pretty cool and you feel great afterwards. So I did that for two minutes, set the timer, and my first instinct, and he says you can, was actually to ramp it back up to, to pretty, not hot, but it was pretty warm water. And I'm like, I don't really need to do this. So I actually did turn it back down to cold and then kind of to the, what would feel like very cold. And it felt really good. It wasn't cold because I was just used to being in the freezing water. So my cold shower felt good. And then I got out. I was extremely warm as soon as I got out because my body's just regulating itself. Um, but I think that's going to be my new routine just regularly is the cold showers. All right. So I have two questions. Number one, with the tub, is there a like maximum temperature it should be like that they recommend in the book or anything like that i think the universal like when you're seeing with these cold plunge tubs is 39 degrees um but honestly i think they said you're going to start seeing this at 55 degrees so you can start it which i think most hoses depending on where you are (laughs) right out of the the hose all the way cold on your shower could be a little bit colder but right out of the hose is typically 55 degrees or less so you're good right from there and if you want it colder you can throw some ice bags in there and then my other question was for the shower you said you should alternate is there like a recommended time that you go back and forth can you just do the cold does it have to be hot and cold no i just did it straight up cold i know you the did f- but what do they recommend uh, he recommends getting into the sh- he said it a couple different ways and some of the things he said backwards but what I've gathered is for the most part, he's recommending you do it cold straight up because you're not letting your body acclimate to the heat and then utilizing that heat to transition to the cold. So you still get that shock moment where you jump in there when it is freezing cold and then you can actually heat up afterwards. But again, what I've found is you don't need to do that. You can kind of turn it so it's not 
ice bath cold and you can just leave it as regular cold water would be typically way too cold for you to shower with normally but that's going to feel good and you will actually notice yourself heating up you know what i was thinking too when we move into our new house we have a pond across the the way not, you will not catch me in a pond you won't do it in Absol- the pond next I winter don't think so maybe or this winter i don't know if it's less disgusting in the winter because everything's dead in there but i mean maybe if we chiseled out a little square and you held me up that's or something. probably cold oh it's very cold it's but just it- ponds are disgusting <laughs> So I do want to clarify, I was drawn to the cold plunges and then found Wim Hof through that interest. Having said that, I am a huge fan. Like the energy this guy brings is awesome. He's just all about life. He's just screaming about getting high on his own supply. And he just seems like a very, very cool dude. And, you know, someday if things work out the right way, doing one of his retreats would probably be on my bucket list at this point. But I'm not pushing this method. I was pushing for myself the cold plunge, the mindset, and then these additional benefits that we kind of talked about and discovered later were just added pluses. Yeah, I think with anything, it's important to have an open mindset with anything that you are taking in, whether it's just from following us on social media or honestly anybody you are following or things you hear in the news or whatever it is. Have an open mindset with something. See what sparks your interest. Ask questions. Get curious. Do your research. And if it's something that you think that would contribute positively to your life then try it out and if not then let it be but I think you know we have come a really long way as far as how open we've gotten with our mindsets and even just talking like fitness wise like we used to be very anti-cardio well very one way not one way but minimal ways are the right ways and everything that we preach now is You know, it has to make sense for you and it has to fit your life. And if it adds value and benefit to you, then that's awesome. Yeah, everything is anecdotal. So I put less and less weight into what what the data says, what the science says. Do it yourself. There's nobody doing tests on you besides yourself. If you feel good, if you're seeing results, if you can maintain it for the longer term, do it. And don't give a shit what anybody else says. And that's not to say we are not like science backed or research backed. Like, of course, we are going to still be open to that too but those are your starting you have to right you have to look at both sides of things if something's not working matter play with it adjust it try something if you did something once and you felt great try it again you still feel great do it again do it again now i will say because i did have a little bit of a sore throat this morning whatever the hell you have that's lingering (laughs) i did the breathing exercise i had a sore throat sore glands before i started it did the breathing exercise takes about 20 30 minutes meditated after because you're also on a high after that and it's a great time to transition into your meditation got up from that my throat was not sore at all my glands were very minimally sore i would i would like you to try it and let me know because i make fun of her for everything is in her head like if you tell her something if you drink magic mike's water and you're going to be perfect in the best basketball player to be magic mike i just think of channing tatum when you said michael jordan and space jam (laughs) i know but i just thought of channing tatum anyway (laughs) If you give her Space Jam water, she will literally dunk the next day because she believes that water gave her the ability to dunk. So I make fun of her for that. But I did this, and I'm not I'm not in my head like that as much as she is, and I did immediately notice the benefit, which was pretty wild. Yeah, the meditation and the breathing, that's something I plan to add in at night just because my night routine sucks right now. Um, uh, you're not going to do the breathing at night. You're going to do the breathing in the morning, and you can meditate at night. All right, Josh is just going to tell me what to do. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was just 
something we wanted to share with you. Uh, we've been getting some questions just because we've been posting about it. So now we can refer you to this. This is what we're talking about. Play around with stuff. You see something that looks, don't do it because, oh, that looks really cool and I want to make a video. If you're drawn to the concept, if the idea is appealing to you, try it, get it out there. We didn't do this again because of any science. We were just kind of drawn to the idea and this was literally for mental fortitude, just mm -hmm. mental training and it turned into something else that totally evolved from there because we tried something new. So that's that. That's the deal with the cold plunges. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Share us on social media. Tell your friend about it. This is something that we're doing. We're trying to grow and and build up and, and spread the word, share the message. So if you, you're new to listening, if you've been listening for a while, again, these are free episodes. This is free content. These and are free are tips. And we're out here in a cold garage. It's not cold. Today's not cold, but next week will be cold. Suffering for you guys. Please, please share. <laughs> You finish the episode, just swipe over, tap the review, leave a quick review. Hey, I like the podcast. 11 stars. If it's less than four stars, don't leave a fucking review. <laughs> Stop listening to it. Just kidding. But where we, can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes, including the book that we're discussing here. I will link it for you guys and we will catch you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.